this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Rachel Mac. Whoa. Uh-oh. Is this a funny episode we're doing? No, I was just, can I say something? I'm so worried about you. And so <laughs> I was thinking about you. No, honestly, I was thinking, of, right, my wife, hi, this is wonderful show we talk about things that's good. Oh, sorry, you say the sh- name of the show. <laughs> this is wonderful. A show where we talk about things that are good that we like that are we're you into. You still haven't introduced yourself. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm so worried about my wife. <laughs> and so I was thinking about you. And so I said your name uh-huh. instead of my own name. That's real, folks. That wasn't a skit or a sketch I do. I thought you were going to do like a goof. No, not a goof. I'm so worried. My wife is sick. Gang. Yeah. She's got a cold or something. It's the, it's probably what everyone else at Great Wolf Lodge uh, has because um, we were there last weekend and it was just. Elbow to elbow with a lot of tired parents and just sugar-jacked kids. Yeah, it's the end of summer uh, for a lot of people. And I think everyone wanted to close things out with a bang at the old Great Wolf Lodge. And there are pros and cons, obviously. A pro uh, is that there is an arcade and our two-year-old doesn't really need money in the arcade to enjoy it. Yes. So he will go up and he will enjoy a game without ever having actually played it. Yeah. But he will touch every button yeah. in that arcade and then he will touch me and then we will both be sick. And yeah, then, that is what happens. And then Big Son will get sick too. I try really hard in any kind of arcade environment, be it a Great Wolf Lodge or a David and Buster's, to... <laughs> David and to <laughs> use the hand sanitizer stations as liberally as is as is possible. I know it's you're smart. Fight, you are fighting against nature at that point. Yeah. Um. But great time. Thank you for having us. New one up in Perryville, Maryland. Beautiful. Great the Magic facility. Quest is great facility. The Magic Quest uh, plot line is uh, the production values through the roof. Yeah. Had, had ourselves a, a, a great time. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from our nation's capital, too, which is great for us. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Great Wolf Lodge. We would, though. Great Wolf Lodge, get at us. I, I will do. I'll say anything. <laughs> I will say whatever. Um, do you have any small wonders, my love? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say uh, there is a kind of lollipop that is designed for sick children. Yes, throat ease. I don't know if it really has any benefit. I think there's honey in there. Who knows, man? I don't I don't think there's a lot of sugar because Big Sun complains that they do not taste good. Yeah. But it does make me feel good as a parent to be like, here's a lollipop. And I think that it does <laughs> I think there is something about like the salivary kind of activation that happens yeah. there that like is is good for a sore throat. Um, it's, but I mean, then it could be any. It could be anything, of, right? But the fact that it says that it is for sore throats makes me feel like I'm doing something. Absolutely, and I like that. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty nerdy one, but uh, Baldur's Gate Three is a game that is out that I've been playing a lot of. It's the one I told you about. That's basically like Dungeons and Dragons, but a video game. And man, it's good as hell. And it's fun because like everyone, it's like a full zeitgeist situation. Like everyone's playing it and talking about it. And it's like the biggest game, like surprise out of nowhere, like smash hit millions of people playing it. And it's cool anytime that happens. And you can kind of surf the, surf the, surf the vibe a little bit. Yeah. Um, You've been getting a lot of that lately with the Zelda too. 
Yeah, it's been great. It's, I mean, it's been a pretty good-ass year for games, man. It's been, uh, I mean, but just between Zelda and Baldur's Gate, it's been hot shit. And that's, like, that's what I've been saying. Yeah, Rachel's, like, really big. You need a new game, honey. You do. Stardew Valley, I think, has... I fell off. Well, you know honey, you played, for a, you played a lot of it. It's I not did. that you fell off. You reached the end, the, a healthy You terminus. know what's sad is that I chose a partner, and I had a child... And then, and then you abandon the game. Yeah, you get, I mean. <laughs> I was like, well, that's everything. I guess I did all the stuff. I think maybe it's that you already have that. Yeah, right. IRL. And I so, can't escape anymore. Well, but I th- I'm pretty sure there's like a statue you can give like 10,000 gold to and then your spouse and child go away. And all of a sudden <laughs> you're a single farmer again, sort of just like you and the land and the adventures therein. Um, without having to worry about, you know, packing school lunches and stuff like that. Because, like, that's real life, you know? I love it. But the land is, the land, I don't tend to the land in real life. That's what I do in Stardew Valley. You got to keep uh-huh. them separated, I guess, is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. You go first this week. I do. When you come up with a topic, do you think, like, how is this going to be described in the episode description? I think about that sometimes, yeah. But I that's w- not our problem anymore. I know. That's true. That's true. We have editor Rachel to help us with that. Uh, but uh, this one's a tricky one. Um, I'm going to say uh, the evolution of the Charmin bear. The evolution of the Charmin bear. Uh, Rachel's favorite toilet paper bear. Rachel's favorite toilet paper bear. That's easy. <laughs> I guess I guess that's a good name for it. Yeah. Um. You know these bears? <laughs> I do. I don't need, I don't like them. I think it's a little gross. I think it's a little bit gross. Um, You want to tell me more about that? Why I think it's a little bit gross? Uh-huh. It's, I don't need um these bears to describe the texture and feeling of this um toilet tissue on my butthole nerves or whatever (laughs) quite in the level of like scientific anatomical in-depth detail that they do Uh uh-huh i don't enjoy the go as a rule (laughs) i get in and i do what needs done in there and i don't like make a big production out of it yeah um it's work it's health Uh uh-huh and i don't need a cartoon bear to be like it's it's time that you do something for yourself. This toilet paper is going to feel so soft and gentle on your bung hole. Go, uh-huh. um, you owe it to yourself to like. I have so many other things in my life that bring me joy. Do need, do not need a cartoon bear to describe this to me. I mean, one might argue you don't typically need a mascot to detail the purpose of the product, but it makes it more fun, doesn't it? Yeah. No, because no, because again, like the, these cartoons have gotten so like raw in in uh in in the advertising space. I feel like I've seen a bear wipe its own ass with toilet paper, and I'm just like over here trying to watch, you know, my stories. Uh huh. <laughs> Can I tell you more about the bears? I can't say the name of any television shows because they're all struck or whatever. Uh huh. So no, I typically you would have lots stories. of stories to yeah, talk about. For sure, yeah, for sure. Uh, Is the Charmin Bear commercials a struck project? Let me get in touch with my local SAG uh, after. I, you know, chief. I, I did. I, I was curious about that. I must. I mean, there are. Here's the thing. There are characters. So somebody's writing that. Someone's writing the Charmin Bear commercials. 
Um, but I don't know that there's any new projects I'll risk it. under I'll risk development. It for the biscuit. Okay, so Charmin. Charmin before the Bears, it was Mr. Whipple. I do remember him. Yeah. He was coy in a way I appreciated. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. He wasn't like, this feels good on my butt. My butthole feels great. My butt my raw chapped butthole is being <laughs> healed in real time by this incredible paper. Now watch me use it. Um Yeah, so Mr. Whipple was kind of the previous spokesperson, and then in 2000, the Charmin Bear replaced Mr. Whipple. This was a illustrated bear. Um, there was a uh, Procter and Gamble had an agency they worked with, um, and they had an actual illustrator named Joanna Quinn hand draw these bears. Okay. As the evolution of the bear continued, uh, this turned into a three D animation. Uh, so we we do not get the hand drawn bear anymore. Now we get the graphic sort of veggie tales esque uh depictions of uh of of bear hygiene. Uh there so there are different kinds of bear and this is when I got kind of into it. I didn't actually <laughs> I did know that. I did know that there were different bears. There are blue bears for Charmin Ultra Soft family and red ones for Charmin Ultra Strong family. Oh that's interesting. I uh-huh. don't like that Charmin makes me choose. Yeah, who who walks down the aisle and says, I need strong? <laughs> I, yeah. I, do, I go really, really, really crazy. Soft may work for some people. I yeah. need strong. I It's like I'm sanding down <laughs> a, a, a two by four down there, and I need something that can keep up with the friction. <laughs> um. I cannot believe this is the the topic you have brought to the table today. I so when I my parents always tell the story of when I was a kid how much I loved the Snuggle Bear. Yeah, different, um, way better. You know, sort of mascot on a sort of ethical, moral level. I don't see. I think I am kind of the ideal audience for these cartoon bears because for me, I'm like, oh, what a cute bear. But you don't think about the actions that the bear is doing. No. Okay. No, um, and I think most people are probably like that. Not me. I've seen the way that these bears sort of gyrate on a tree <laughs> in, in, a, in a way that is like incredibly vulgar. Yeah, no, I mean, they do seem to get kind of graphic. Yes. Uh, there is a point later in the evolution where they show like little pieces of toilet paper stuck to the bear's butt. Yeah, hey, let's talk about that. Why do you, why, hey, Fucking Don Draper. Why did you decide that that's going to move paper? Why did you decide that? Because it's not anything I think I want to see on my television set. They have done a lot of things to endear these bears uh, to our our population. Um, Several years ago, uh, the bear originally appeared in broadcast sports um, and then they started bringing it to state fairs and festivals. Hold on. Back up. The bear started to appear in broadcast, like the, the cartoon bear? Sorry, broadcast spots. Okay. I'm, I'm so glad you've clarified that. Because I was just imagining on my, on my Thursday night football. Yeah, I misspoke. That the toilet paper bear charges the field, and everyone's like, "We got to get the fuck out of here." <laughs> no, this broadcast spots. Okay, 
apparently at festivals, they would bring a large, like, mobile porta potty situation. Terrible. They're- Aren't all porta potties? It's the large there that I'm confused about, not it the was mobile. A, it was a 32 foot truck with 12 restrooms. That's okay. And they would have somebody dress as the Charmin Bear and dance around to entertain the crowd. I, I want to spend a, I want to spend a few minutes inside the mind of the person in that suit. I think the mascot right. arts are a. What are the gestures a that dying this poor art form and person th- has to do? Exactly. I think that you have to to get inside the mind of a cartoon character is a, is a challenge, and I respect the craft of it. Except this one. I'm allowed to say that this one is bad and anyone who's like, because you can't touch your butt. There might be people like children watching. You can't like take the toilet paper and go like, <laughs> like dip on down there and go like, like this mm, feels so good. Right. Right. My children. Or, or like, do you pretend like you have to go to the bathroom? And yeah. is that the thing? I don't want to think about that because you could be in distress inside the suit. That is always, as a former mascot myself, I'm always looking for signs of distress from the person inside the suit. And if I see them, you know, crossing their arms over their crotch or holding onto their butt cheeks together, I will think like that person needs to be relieved in more ways than one. Uh, in 2003, The Guardian did a story. Sharman uh, created a children's storybook featuring the bears uh, called The Adventures of Sharman the Bear. Uh, which was four stories focused on the bear being soft, comfortable, and strong. Uh, And uh, Procter & Gamble said, the production of the book helps to really bring our Charmin the Bear character to life and into the family arena, whilst providing a positive benefit of encouraging parents to read with their children. Huh. (laughs) See, really what we're trying to do is improve literacy here at our toilet paper company. This this has all been run up, though, to what I really want to talk about, which is that there are names and personality traits for each bear in the family. And you can find out all about this on their website. Okay. Uh, it's set up kind of like contestants on Bachelor in Paradise. It does look a lot like that. They have a picture of each bear, uh, the bear's name, nickname, likes, dislikes, fun fact, and best feature. Uh, and it, it's the whole family. So there is a patriarch, Leonard, whose nickname is Lenny. Uh, his fun fact is that he holds the world record for longest bathroom break. That's rough. That's mm-hmm. pro- And also probably not true. Uh, his partner, Molly, her nickname, Mom. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> her fun fact, my self-care is stealing a little me time on the toilet. It's all they have then. Isn't that so grim? It's really grim. All of this is so far. Uh, There is uh, Bill, nicknamed Billy. Uh, His likes include making TikToks from the can. Banned. You're off the platform. You can't do that. What? And they have like little little poop emojis next to him. Like he's what the teens want, you know, with, with the TikToks and the, you know. Billy's an icon for the teens. Uh, and then he has a younger sister, Amy. Her nickname is Favorite Child. 
That's that creates sucks, kind of guys. an interesting dynamic in yeah. the bear family. Well, okay, if you had two kids and one of them exclusively just the only thing they were known for <laughs> was making TikToks on the toilet, I think the other one by default would be the favorite child. And then there's the young little guy. This is the Griffin McElroy of the bunch, and I say that because he is wearing glasses. Yeah, that's only fair. Uh, his name is Dylan, uh, and his best feature is his squeaky clean keister. Gross. I don't want to know that about Dylan or anyone. Those are the Charmin bears. Why did you bring them? Uh, I mean, one, they're cute bears. Great. Two, I love when a company goes really hard on their mascots. Uh, I mean, you talked about Grimace the other week. Right. It's like when they create a backstory and likes and dis- dislikes, and they really try and like turn them into something that the public wants. Yeah. You know? And then seems you- like Charmin did that in the span of about two and a half minutes with their bears. Like, what do they like? Shitting uh, and cleaning <laughs> up after shitting. Okay, but what do they do? Bathroom, right? But like, what else are they all about? Clean butt. Clean butt. Yes. Good. Yeah. It's. I mean. I I don't typically like, you know, bathroom focused humor. Right. Uh, But this isn't humor. This is This isn't humor and I like bears. Right, sure. You do like bears though. Mm -hmm. Can I steal you away? Yes. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis, um, website design or website functionality. And you think that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people, you you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in wow the yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? Is <laughs> factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters with, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. 
So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Hey, when you listen to podcasts, it really just comes down to whether or not you like the sound of everyone's voices. My voice is one of the sounds you'll hear on the podcast Dr. Game Show. And this is the voice of co-host and fearless leader Joe Firestone. This is a podcast where we play games submitted by listeners and we play them with callers over Zoom we've never spoken to in our lives. So that is basically the concept of the show. Pretty chill. So take it or leave it, bucko. And here's what some of the listeners have to say. It's funny, wholesome, and it never fails to make me smile. I just started listening and I'm already binging it. I haven't laughed this hard in ages. I wish I discovered it sooner. You can find Dr. Game Show on MaximumFun.org. I got kind of nervous earlier when you were like, there's this type of lollipop. Because I thought you were about to chop, chop my flavor. Oh. Uh, what a flavor it is, because today I would love to talk about Chupa Chups. Chupa Chups. Okay, so I noticed you started saying Chups. Chups. I yes. feel like the this other day the you, the other day you were saying something different. I've said so many different. Uh, in, in the UK, they call them Chupa Chups. Oh, they do? I believe that's correct. I, okay. I believe I didn't just make that up. Um, sometimes I call them chup, Chupa Chips, um, but they are Chupa Chups is the name of the product. Uh, it is uh, a Spanish product, which I did not realize, but it, it is a, 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 of the verb chupar, which is uh, Spanish for to suck. Um, so that tracks. That makes sense. Okay. Um, when I was in college, I went through a big chupa chups phase, as everyone does when they experiment in college uh-huh, uh-huh. with lollipops. I am a big candy fan, which everyone who listens to the show at any kind of level probably knows uh and i don't think there's a better candy delivery method than the lollipop um you get sort of max flavor without filling your belly up with a bunch of like candle wax or whatever um your hands don't get sticky which is ideal um because of the stick uh the issue is that most lollipop brands have some sort of fatal flaw i think we can all agree like dum-dums are too small and also, like, I would say about 70% of Dum Dum flavors are kind of gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like root beer, not great. Butterscotch, actively pretty yucky. Uh-huh. Um, Dum Dums, so too small. Uh, Blow Pops, nobody wants the gum in the middle. It's not good quality gum. It's actually pretty bad quality gum. Yeah, same with Tootsie Roll Pops. Same with Tootsie Roll Pops, mm-hmm. same deal. Those big suckers they sell at the grocery store, oh, God. those are ball gags for your mouth, which some people like for other, reason, reasons. other reasons, but not when you're just trying to have like a little bit of lollipop time. But the Chupa Chup is perfect. It's 12 grams of candy, the perfect amount <laughs> on a stick that doesn't get all gross like wet toilet paper when you, you know, yes. get your saliva on it. There's no unnecessary filling, and the flavors of a Chupa Chup are out of this world, yeah. leagues, streets ahead of, yes. of the of the rest of the competitor. We, I'm talking about, uh, man, the transcendent strawberries and cream uh, dual flavor. Most Chupa Chups have, you know, two two flavors sort of on uh, on either side of the thing, and the strawberries and cream is just like the best. I watched a how how it's made 
uh, about Chupa Chups. Oh. And uh, they just take like two big ropes of candy that they combine and then scoops a little ball out of them and then it puts the stick in it. The stick has a little divot in it, you know? And that's because then the candy sort of molds into that divot so that the candy doesn't come off the stick. It's like adhered onto it because it goes into the stick a little bit. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, They got watermelon is very good. There's a raspberry vanilla chupa chup that is like amazing. There is a cola flavored chupa chup that is probably my favorite cola flavored um, like candy stuff that is out there. I may have gotten when we were at Great Wolf Lodge, our son, uh, our young son got like a cup of chupa chups from the bulk candy. Uh, and I was like, oh, I remember these. I wonder how they hold up. The answer, extremely well. They're very, very good. And so I got like a big bucket delivered to our house of Chupa Chups. There's some cola flavored ones in there. I'll hook you up because it's the shit. I think you're really going to like how it feels. Um, the flavors are amazing. The size is perfect. Uh, and it just, it scratches the itch for me better than any sort of hard candy substitute uh, it possibly can. Um, so Chupa Chups was founded by Enrique Bernat, uh, who owned an apple jam factory, and he had the idea to make candy there, and all the investors for the factory were like, nope, and they dipped. Um, but in 1958, he went through with starting this company, Chupa Chups, where he started to uh, sell striped bonbons on a stick for one peseta each. Uh, this is a currency that is as far as I can tell, no longer used. And so I don't know what the conversion rate is, but that seems like a pretty great deal to me. (laughs) Uh Um, Within five years, Chupa Chups were being sold in 300,000 stores. Uh, Clever marketing technique. He instructed shopkeepers to keep the Chupa Chups right at kid level, right next to 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 the till. Uh, and so, you know, their little grabby hands could, could get out of it. And it's a very, like, attractive-looking sucker, It you know? is a very attractive-looking sucker. I'm going to talk about that, too, because this is my favorite thing about Chupa Chups that I did not know until I did this research on this article. Uh, by the 70s, the brand went international. It was spreading all over East Asia and Australia, and then it finally came to North America in the 80s. The only sales numbers I could find for Chupa Chups are, like, 20 years old, but in 2004, they were selling 4 billion lollipops in 150 countries around the world. Huge, huge deal. Chupa Chups. Chupa Chups are a very appealing looking candy, right? The size, again, oh, perfect. It's exquisite. The Uh the wrapper, very colorful, very striped. And then you get that logo that is like, you know, this elegant sort of playful Wonka-esque. Exactly, yeah. That logo was designed in 1969 by Salvador Dali. Oh, that makes so much sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense. But like, look, thinking about the style of it does. It's wild to me. What is even wilder is that Dolly came up with the idea to put the logo at the very center of the wrapper. So as a result, it would always appear at the top of the lollipop instead of on the side. Yeah, that's so, so smart. So when you're looking at like a carton of these bad boys, yeah. all standing up, they're, they're beautiful logo being presented proudly like some sort of banner yeah. unto the winds um which by the way chupa chups also famously very difficult to open because they are sort of double wrapped and then sort of heated so that it adheres on and stays factory fresh yeah. for a very long time like, i had a moment in great wolf lodge where i purchased these things yeah and of course gus wanted it immediately and i was like oh my god how am i gonna get this open and i started looking nervously around the store for some kind of device to open it you don't need that yeah you there's like turn it well, oh yeah, there you is turn it and then there's like a little either black or red tag 
at the oh, bottom okay. of the of the pop the pop stick. I don't know why we started calling them that. I mean, that's what Henry called them. Henry called them that when he was like a toddler. And yeah, stuff. I found that if you just kind of if you, you twist turn it, it a little in bit. the opposite direction and like loosens it. But if you can get a, a good pinch going on that flag, it'll just sort of tear tear off much easier. Um, also fun, uh, Chupa Chups for a little while was the creator and distributor of Melody Pops. Do you remember the Melody Pops? Oh, the whistles? Yeah, these were pop, uh, pop sticks. These were lollipops that were whistle shaped and had a stick. Yeah, that and you, you could pulled sort the of stick pull out, in yeah. And out on like a slide whistle and it would change the pitch of them. It was the worst sound. Wasn't good sound. Um, but I remember that they were always like a prize on Nickelodeon game shows. Um, but they do not make those anymore. Um, but that's Chuba Chubes, man. I feel like I have slept on them for such a long time, and I'm so glad to be back in the game because they really, really are much, 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 much better tasting than any other lollipop brand out there. They are no, gourmet true. in a way that is um, just right for me. They at have this like point a creamier quality. Like there is yes. a chocolate that like uh, tastes. Like chocolate. Yes. Oh, the, yeah, the chocolate ones are great, too. Yeah. Um. So that's Chupa Chups. Don't sleep on them. Get out there. And I was going to say get your hands dirty, but you won't because of the superior design of the Chupa Chup. Unless you're a little son and you are compelled to grab the top of it with your other hand just to make sure that it is, in fact, sticky, which it always is. It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that'll happen. Um, we did not have uh, a ton of submissions, so uh, I, I will ask if you have a small wonder that you want to send in to us. We are bad at mentioning the uh, email address that you send those to. It's wonderfulpodcast at gmail.com. Just one or two sentences about something that you're into right now, and maybe we'll read it at the end of the show. Um, thank you to Bowen and Augustus for these for our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go over to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the great shows that they have there. You're going to have a great time just sort of scrolling around. Beautiful website. Very interactive. Lots of stuff you can click on to make the screen change. In a different uh-huh, uh-huh. We got some uh, merch over at MacroyMerch.com you can go check out. And um, I sure would appreciate if you would do that. And uh, we got some shows coming up. We're going to be in Seattle doing Mabim Bam and Taz at the end of the month during PAX. Then in October, we're going to be in Philly and then in New York for New York Comic Con. should come uh, come to those shows if you'd like to. Again, McElroy.family will get you where you need to go. That's it. I'm going to... I'm going to end the show now so that you can go and rest that beautiful voice of yours that would be great for me um thank you for your courage and your bravery yeah and and my service and your service and i still can't believe you talked about the poop bears but (laughs) you just part of marriage is surprising the the other one the other person Uh uh-huh so thank you for that you're welcome Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.